Hey, what's going on? It's episode 90, Top of the Do Chain Podcast. Like, share, subscribe, tell your friends about us. Because we are the only podcast right now that's not up for impeachment. <laughs> we're not up for impeachment? Yeah. How did we dodge that? I don't know. Oh, okay. Don't know. Guess we're not popular enough to talk to some Ukrainians, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Those of you who don't know, and I don't know if there's anyone that doesn't know, but the House has started the impeachment proceedings on the current U.S. president. Yeah. Which is pretty ironic. Yeah. A group with a 18% approval rate is trying to impeach a president with a 53% approval rate. Yeah. But it is what it is. Well, what's their grounds? Uh, their grounds was a, uh, well, you have a whistleblower mm -hmm. that now has been found out. A, wasn't in the room during, there's a phone call to the Ukrainian president. Yeah. U U Ukraine got a new president. Yeah. Um, so there's a phone call into him. So you have a whistleblower that says during this phone call, he did some stuff. Yeah. Right. And there's a whole list of it. Well, come to find out, A, the whistleblower wasn't even in the room during the phone call. So everything that he's saying is all hearsay. Yeah. Uh, and two, the whistleblower now is believed to be a CIA agent. So a little fishy on the whistleblower. But then. Yeah, because you're, you're, um, you're of the group that believes the CIA is corrupt. Right? Parts of them, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, but but still, a CIA agent who isn't in the room during the conversation. Which, is I the, mean, if movies have taught me anything, it's that you're right. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> my my thing is forget the forget the whole CIA agent thing. The yeah. person wasn't even in the room. Yeah. No, It's all really. hearsay. So, yeah. it's like, so because of that, what happened was, is they released the transcript of this uh, um, conversation. Yeah. Unedited or unredacted. And essentially what happens is um, Trump basically says, hey, the guy before you was kind of corrupt. Um, here are some things you may want to look into. There's a company, the natural gas company that uh, President or Vice President Biden's son is the board member on. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a clip running around here where Biden basically went in with a billion dollars uh, in loan guarantees to the Ukraine and basically told the Ukraine. And so the company, the natural gas company was being investigated, mm -hmm. uh, and, a, and a prosecutor was building a case <clears throat> against them. Yeah. Biden goes in and basically says, you're not getting this billion dollar worth of loan subsidies unless you fire that guy because they were essentially looking into some fair prices or, or uh, unfair practices on mm -hmm. this. And Biden's son's on the board. Long story short, they fire the prosecutor. He gives them the money. Yeah. So Trump says, hey, you may want to look into that. Yeah. And see see why the guy was really fired and, and you know, whatever. Yeah. And so so they consider that treasonous. Yeah. Up for impeachment. Kind of weak case. Yeah. And in, in fact, actually, Clinton in 99 signed a treaty with the Ukraine that mm -hmm. allows both governments to uh, aid in criminal investigations with each other. Okay. So there's nothing wrong with him saying, you may want to look into this uh, yeah. under that treaty. So it's a political sham. I mean, it's just political games that, yeah, it's just what's, it's just what's going to be. What's the word? Clogging the news. 
Yeah, but now are they saying it's treasonous because he's basically telling them, hey, you need to look into something which would benefit them, but if they find corruption, it's going to be our end is the corrupt end? And they see well, that both as treasonous. End. The both ends, like are. like he's tattling on his own country, even though that his own country's doing something wrong. Yeah. So is pretty that much. is that what we're getting at I mean, on the yeah, treason if deal? You want to sum it up? Yeah, yeah. You want to simplify it like that? That's that's probably a good way to simplify it. Yeah. We shouldn't, you know. Uh, right. Biden's a political uh, opponent. Yeah. But so, someone made a good point. Like then they're like that should protect them, and they're like, okay, then why didn't Chapo just run for president? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's that's really all you're saying is you just if you're running for president, then which is is a farce. Yeah. So, Corey, you got an opinion on it? Man, I just look at it like I looked at the Russia investigation. You're you're always going to be innocent until proven guilty. But if uh, their track record has shown us anything so far, this is probably just another bogus attempt to try and wreck his election reelection chances. Which you know, if they impeach him, I think the same thing's going to happen that happened when the Republicans tried it with Clinton. And he'll just definitely get reelected. So, well, every win for him is just more votes. I can say this, but but was his talk to the Ukraine potentially to weaken his opponents? No, before an election. No, you, I read. You know that. what I mean? Like what were, five, what, what were his motives for? Hey, you might want to look into this. It's a five-page transcript. Is it? Yeah, the, the it's a new president. Yeah. So most of it was congratulating the president for winning and and kind of. Uh, kind of trying to just basically it was a uh an icebreaker yeah and just you know and he said a couple of those things the president the president on the other side goes i'm aware of these things and we are looking into them type yeah. thing you know it's, i mean because i'm obviously not the type to get like a mob mentality and just you know pick a side and no i mean grab a pitchfork but you know it's kind of nice to try to try to understand a little bit what's going on because yeah. a lot of this political stuff when it comes down to the down and dirty of it it's you know it's kind of become one party against well, the other, and they're doing everything they can to to chip away at the credibility of you know of the parties. Right. You no, know, I agree. The, the Democratic Party is obviously trying to chip away at the credibility of the Republicans, and the Republicans are definitely trying to chip away at the credibility of the the Democrats. Here's my issue, though, and I don't give either one of them the benefit of no, the doubt. I agree. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah, party lines don't mean anything to me, but yeah. I can tell you this: this is why I'm kind of leaning more towards this is probably a farce. Two yeah. reasons: one. Uh, one when when they did release the official transcript of the call, yeah. Once it was read, the other side just said, "This is a memorandum. This isn't the whole thing," you know. So kinda. they felt like there wasn't enough there. Yeah, that, that and could, then yeah, and then um, uh, one of the chairman, names Adam Schiff from California, essentially read two lines of the transcript and then made up the rest of it. And then was like, and essentially like a Joel Olstein sermon. Yeah. So essentially, what he said, <laughs> essentially, and and so someone called him out on it. Yeah. And he essentially what he said is he read the first two lines, which are things that Trump said, and Trump basically said, "Listen, y'all, y'all haven't been pulling your fair weight in this deal that we have." Yeah. I would hope that you would, and uh, we both can can prosper, you know, if we do. And so he read the first two lines where where Trump says that, and then he. And then he then he essentially goes, essentially he makes up about four lines yeah. worth of whatever, um, and then he says that's what the president heard, yeah. that's what the Ukrainian president heard. So someone called him out on it, and he goes, "Oh, I would hope y'all would pick up on the parody of that." 
And you're like, okay, if it's so, if it's grounds for impeachment, why not just read it? Yeah. You know, outright. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I said, I read the transcript because it yeah. popped up on my phone and it's it, it's really kind of boring, actually. It yeah. really is just kind of a, I mean, you're in there like. It's like that, <laughs> like yeah. that old school Catholic church mentality when they were trying to run the world. You don't need to know what the Bible says. Exactly Let me what handle what the Bible well, says. That's, what it, that's all it is. You now. can't understand exactly. that. That's exactly what it is. And then someone said, you know what? We're just going to print a bunch of Bibles and just make sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's a sound bite, you know. Let the let the, yeah. the sheep run with this and see what happens. Kind yeah, of thing, but. yeah. The, the the worst thing is when people try to explain to you what something means, and it's like, man, how about just give me the info? Uh, yeah, that's the worst part about you know all the the bias in the media and the news and everything else now is just you know. Have you ever watched? I can digest the information, and I think most people don't give themselves credit. Even dumb people are smarter than they get no, credit that's for. That's exactly what it is, <laughs> and and that's 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 why the media is so distrusted. Yeah. It's like just give us the facts, and we'll we'll interpret it the way we should. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, quit nudging people. Yeah, I mean it's not even nudging now. Now it's just straight up. Yeah, dragging them. Yeah, but um, have you watched like a hearing? Not since OJ. Oh, there's such the. Well, I'm talking about a con uh, a oh, congressional hearing. Oh, okay. Dude, those things are so. Pointless. They're wusses, man. Yeah. I'll yield my time. You get five. Everyone gets five minutes, and someone goes over, clack, 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 clack. You know, time, time, time. You know, and you that's. It's just like, so we have this dude, this old ICE agent who named Holman. Yeah. And you have this freshman congresswoman chairing this 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 committee. Yeah. Which you're looking at someone who hadn't even been a congresswoman for what six months, maybe yeah. nine months total. Yeah. And she's chairing this committee. Yeah. And you got the old ICE agent, the old head of ICE, who's just this straight-up country boy who's just like, I mean, he's just like that typical American, like, give me my guns and, you know, that kind of. So anyway, she goes through, and, and essentially what they do is they essentially, you know, ask questions or whatever, and then they, they take the time, and then as soon as he starts to get into his answer, where he fully starts to answer, they go time. You know, like you don't, you know, you get yeah. a minute to rebuttal, whatever. Or they won't let him rebuttal at all. They'll just ask him questions and make statements, and, and he can't respond to it. So anyway, he starts responding to this question and essentially saying that we have this issue at the border because you guys won't have had two years to try and close loopholes and fix the law, and you won't do anything. And he keeps doing this, and she keeps sir, clack clack clack. And she's just banging this gavel. And she said, we have blah, blah, He goes, you work for me. I'm a taxpayer. You work for me. And, you finish, and you're just like, oh, wow. <laughs> so anyway, enough about politics. <laughs> it is always funny to see uh, to see I, someone, though, kind of line someone I out. Like it. Without... I like it when you get the hillbillies in there. That yeah. Are like, you know, like, like if I was in there. Yeah. This is what I would say. <laughs> oh, there's this dude yeah, who actually dude. went in, and you're like, "All right, I yeah. dig it, I dig it." <laughs> but anyway, it's a I don't know. It's a new political landscape. I, I used to not pay attention to it at all. Yeah, but you, like I said, you start to get clips where there's, yeah, yeah, there's where this guy starts doing stuff like that, and you're like, "Okay, I'm gonna watch this real quick just to see," and you kind of pick up pieces and all, all that, but. Yeah, that, no, it's, it would be good if, if the American people were a little bit more uh, educated. I'm, I fall into that group, too. Uh, I'm not educated enough, 
And the problem is, is to get an actual education, um, you know, you would need to go and do the boring part. You would need to study yeah. government. You would need to. Uh, oh, you got to that, and you have to read it all. You yeah. have to see both sides. And and then, you know, you got to learn how to um, uh, eat the meat and spit out the bones. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to see. Interesting fact. You got to see what's, what's garbage and, yeah. and be able to sift through it because so much of it is uh, is garbage. You know, the smoke and mirrors of. Uh, Give you an interesting of public, fact. Though. Of anyone who's in the public eye. Interesting fact. Democrats have tried to impeach every Republican president since Eisenhower. Really? Only two presidents to ever be impeached are from the Democratic Party. Yeah. Now, I will preface that by saying Nixon was going to get impeached before he resigned. So that would have been a Republican getting impeached. So it's two to one, I guess you can say, even though he technically wasn't impeached. Yeah. uh, But this is their MO. They've done it to every president since then. It just... Usually the the former Fred Reagan and Bush and those guys have had uh, had control of the house, so it never went any further. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's I'll be honest with you. I think that's what scares a lot of people of of the Republican Party. They feel like they're too untouchable um, because they're too uh, they're too strong because they're too rooted in yeah, in, I mean, in everything. But I'm, I'm just saying I feel like a lot of people you know. That's what they want to tear down is they feel like the the walls around the Republican Party are too strong and it it allows them to get away with too much. You know, that that's that's a little bit of why some people um don't trust them. Yeah. You no, know, I agree. you get it? Uh and then same thing with the Democratic Party though is what we're seeing from them is they're trying so hard to be established that we're just seeing that the attempts they're making, you know, it's kind of like okay, it's it's not succeed at all cost. It's do the right thing, and hopefully you succeed. So I, I think, and that's where their criticism comes in, is they're obviously, they're, they're going wild, you know, these days with the, the crazy stunts they're trying to pull, and, and they need to rein it in. Well. Like, they look desperate. You know what, get what I'm saying? Here's the thing. Here's the thing I think about the Democratic Party, is their election tactics don't match their legislation you know what i mean yeah but look at their <laughs> look at their voters i mean they are they are kind of hamstrung by their but i'm just their saying, voting demographic I'm just saying the, the moderate middle of the road yeah, a lot of a lot of people that scream about it don't go vote about it right but what i'm saying though is a lot of the middle of the road independent type people mm-hmm. are probably going to lean more towards the conservative side yeah because of taxes and oh look, and yeah that kind of stuff you know i, what mean, I mean that's the biggest thing is once you start once you get to an age to where you care about stuff yeah. and you, you got kind of a dog in the fight, you start leaning real hard Republican because yeah. you want to see more of your dollar and being used for what you want to use it for. And that's the issue with Hillary. The Hillary is that she runs on this platform yeah. to try and get those middle of the road conservative, you know, vote, you know, people yeah. who probably the true middle of the road people. But then you look at her record in senate and, and as the first lady and things that she says she's going to do and it's way over here yeah you know what i mean so you kind of see that she'll say this to get elected but then she'll do this when she's in office yeah. plus she's the most corrupt politician probably that's ever ever been well, out yeah there. i mean, I mean I, it's, it's, yeah, it's hard to argue that but so anyway but the point being is, is and i think it's all a farce yeah i think what not right now you're seeing a lot of, of very very uh, radical left views like socialism with bernie 
Yeah. Confiscating guns with Beto. Uh, oh. Dude, I mean, did you see what happened to him the other day? Uh-uh. He's at Kent State, right? <laughs> yeah. Did you see that? Uh-uh. What an idiot. This dummy's at Kent State. Now, if you don't know anything about Kent State, in the 70s, 60s or 70s, uh, the National Guard killed four students who were protesting. It was like a Vietnam protest, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was a Vietnam protest. The National Guard killed four students who were simply protesting. Really? Now, a lot of it was, I don't know, I don't know the whole story behind why they did it. Um, I don't think it was like Hong Kong or like China, like protesters. No, yeah, down. I, th- I think, think it was a, a, a somebody thought they heard gunfire on one side, yeah. or one guy accidentally shot, and yeah, other people were just what followed. Happened. But that's what happened. Yeah. So anyway, but that's what happened, right? So Beto's at Kent State, and he's pushing gun confiscation. No one needs an AR-15. Blah 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 blah. People show up to Kent State with AR-15s, and basically say, "Come and take them." You know what I mean, and, and and you know, and he's yeah, that's been going on everywhere. Everywhere he shows up, he you know yeah. he did one in Texas, and some chicks like got a gun on her, yeah, which is weird. Uh, but she's got the conceal whatever because he's having these out in the middle of the note whatever, and she's like, "You're not taking my gun, yada yada." So they do that, and he goes, and so he takes that and he runs with it, and he goes, "Here we are. This is no one should you know whatever, an AR-15, and we're doing it here on a campus where four students were killed with AR-15s or something like that." Like, by the government, and then someone <laughs> goes, "Do you know who they were killed by? <laughs> and do you know the argument those people are making right now? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, know your history. They man. were they were killed by the government, and if they would have had AR-15s, they could have shot back. There you go. That's exactly it. So it's just funny. You Which, know? granted, we we don't want that scenario. No, not at all. It's just it's just the. Same with Bernie. Bernie goes, I, I, you know, I appreciate. The last thing you want to do is give your government more control. Exactly. Because they're just going to take more taxes. And that's, what, and that's what Bernie said. Bernie goes, I applaud the people in Hong Kong who are protesting for their rights. And someone goes, you realize they're protesting everything. They're protesting against your entire platform, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's the point is, like, these people are so out of, like, they just want that one little sound bite. Yeah. What do you think? corrupt government politicians are going to do if you give them more power you think they're really going to do the right thing do you really believe that their moral compass is right greater than yours listen man because the american people deserve to have all the power that's what we're founded on i think i think both i think all government should be small regardless of party you know what i mean personally yeah i mean you know the fact that the government is being tasked with all these things that honestly the government shouldn't even be tasked with this should be a, a ground level in the trenches type thing that's by the people for the people, you know, the environment that should be for the people, by the people, yep. you know, um, you know, investigate things, do things. Just everybody wants someone to do it for them. I'm like, you can't trust the government because they are the easiest to buy. The hardest thing to do is to buy the masses. Yeah. Well, a lot. And, and the biggest thing is it's, it's a lot of, we just need information. We just need good information. Yeah. We just need the truth. Well, and that's that's a, uh, yeah. It's it's a it's a different. We're in a different landscape these days. Yeah, you know, and well, um, I don't know. I, I I follow a dude named Hotep Jesus on uh, <laughs> on Twitter. I, I see your repost of his tweets constantly. Yeah, yeah. he's a he's, he's a pretty enlightening dude. Yeah, you know, as far as just he makes a good point. He goes, "We're not, you know, everyone thinks that we're in a capitalistic, uh, uh." society he goes not nah, we're 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 more socialistic than anything yeah you know and then someone goes dude freedom blah, 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 you know and he's like hey man if you buy a house 
and you pay off that house, what do you have to pay every year? Taxes. Taxes. Mm-hmm. If you own a business. And you're wrapped up in your insurance, taxes, and all kinds of things. You yeah. know, they're, they're, I mean, that's you're the just, thing. You're constantly. You own a car. You buy gas. You, yeah. I mean, you have, it, it, you're a slave to the system. Exactly. It's it's one you inherit money from somebody. What do you have to pay taxes? It's like, yeah. dude, every part of your life, you you business, small business, you make money, you're successful. Government wants a piece of that. Government wants a piece of this. Government wants a piece of that. And he, you know, it's it's he makes a good point. He goes, yeah. in all reality, and he goes, and 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 we're okay with it. Because we get to go to a nine to five, we get to live in a house, but there's nothing, you know, you look man, at if the, don't buy the hype. Here's the thing, man. If the, if the government wants to put a highway through your backyard, mm-hmm. what do they do? They do it. Yep. They do it. You say, no, I don't want to sell I like my backyard. I'm going to keep it the way it is. What do they do? Eminent domain. Yep. Highway through your yard. Yeah. You know, so, so, you know, we're not in a, a truly capitalistic society. Yeah. And so. No, we're um, we're you not. work and make money. You make a living. You got to pay taxes. Mm-hmm. You know, and there there way. You know, we all well. We need roads and all that. There are ways to fix the road mm-hmm. without income tax. There are ways to fix the road without whatever. Mm-hmm. So anyway, and a little lesson for you guys: uh, capitalism is not the same as corporatism. Yeah. So capitalism is ideally what we want. Yeah. What people are pushing out there as capitalism is really corporatism. Yeah. You know, the, you know, corporations making all the money, that's corporatism. We don't want that. Yeah, yeah. That's and I correct. guess that goes back to Reagan. Uh, you know, his, his whole idea was, you know, that's a better system um, because the money gets filtered down because corporates are more responsible with uh, with that much power and authority and it all trickles down was kind yeah. of his, his take on it, which, you know, it's kind of like Bernie's, kind of like Bernie's, uh, kind of like Bernie's socialism deal. Yeah, it sounds great, and maybe it makes sense to you, but in the end, you can't trust giving power to anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and socialism does not spread the power out. I know everybody thinks, well, that's what socialism does. It spreads the power out. It evens mm-hmm. it out. No, it doesn't. It gives all the power to the government, and then the government gives people, here's your share. Here's your. You're basically giving all the money to one person, and that parent is giving an allowance. Hey, I'll tell you what, man. If you want to practice socialism and you got kids, give your kids, give your oldest one ten dollars mm-hmm. and see who ends up with what. Yeah. That's essentially yeah. what socialism is. Yeah. Uh but no, yeah. anyway. Anyway, enough of that. Um like I said. <coughs> hey, interesting fact. Yeah. Did you know that it's not heat that boils water? But barometric pressure. Yeah. Do you know that? So when they say it, it, it you need to, it takes 212 degrees uh, Fahrenheit to boil water, that's at sea level. Okay. So the higher you go, so if you're, so um, they found like people climbing Everest as they got higher in the elevation, they had to cook their food longer because at the higher level, it takes less less temperature to boil water. Mm. So up there, say it's 150 degrees to boil water, you have to cook your food longer because it's only 150 degrees. Mm. And that's how they cook a lot of food is by boiling it. Mm-hmm. So that all being said, that all being said, there is a point in barometric pressure. You could get in a hot air balloon or whatever where you can go up high enough if you could survive and you could boil water at 32 degrees. 
and then you have what they call it's the water trinity or something like that where you have water in all three states simultaneously hmm. because it's 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 it, you're able to boil it and all that hmm. and i think that's what a lot of the water that they suspect is on mars is in that state underground hmm. because of where it's at and the pressure and all that just thought that was interesting where'd you read that at i uh i follow uh was it neil neil degrassi tyson yeah, yeah neil degrassi tyson yeah Anyway, he he brought it up, which which was interesting, you know, because yeah, like I said, you have that water in all three states. He also made the point that you could have a thirty-two degree pipe with water in it, so mm-hmm. the water's frozen. If you have a pipe, so he goes, you could have a thirty-two degree pipe, but if that pipe is strong enough to not bust when it turns into ice, you can actually melt the water, even though it's thirty-two degrees. You can actually melt the water by constricting. Uh, constricting it because it, it's a 10 percent increase in buoyancy mm-hmm. uh and so it's not necessarily the heat that that melts it but it's the pressure because the ice has to go somewhere and it, if it can't bust that pipe it has to you end up melting it with the pressure theoretically okay. which is pretty interesting as well but that, that that argues the ice caps you know melting because if you you fill a cup to the very top with water with ice in it that ice is going to float on top because it's 10 percent Ten percent buoyancy, mm-hmm. I think. So you're gonna have ten percent of the ice sticking out of the cup, mm-hmm. but you let it sit there and that ice melts, the cup's water level will never change. Yeah. So all these people who are like, Oh, the glaciers are melting. Well that's displacement. Yeah. But the glaciers are melting and then you know, California's gonna flood. Not he he goes, That's not the case. He goes, That glacier that's why you yeah. know, the glaciers you see Yeah, there's if, no there's no there's no real chance of a water world. Um <laughs> you know, with a with a Ice melting. Mm. The thing is, though, is if it gets warm enough for the ice to melt in those regions, then the it's getting cold the, enough somewhere the, else. The the, the the other parts of the world are too hot to survive. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, That's, yeah. so. No, it's it's definitely a. It's just interesting. Science yeah. is a. Everybody's got Everybody's got to move to Alaska. <laughs> yeah, I know that. That's the thing. <laughs> and man. start growing palm trees right now. And that's that's kind of where I'm at. What if we had to live on the poles? What if, you know, everybody just had to move to the poles and the center of the earth was just, you was know, because it was too hot, was more like how the North Pole and, you know, yeah. South Poles are now. I don't know. Because, you know, Antarctica, for all we know, could be absolutely beautiful. Now, there's nothing on the north. It's it's probably mostly ice. I yeah. Know. I don't know if there is any land covered up there. But, you know, Antarctica's got quite a bit of land. It just, you know, covered most of the time. Yeah. I don't know. So. I do know that the... That um, you look at like, uh, I watched, I watched the Deftones special. You would. Yeah. I love the Deftones. Anyway, I watched a special where they went to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. And so they wouldn't visit the volcanoes. Yeah. And the guy was talking about how much lava is, is displaced and all that. Essentially, dude, you look at Hawaii and all those islands out in the, in the Pacific. Yeah. Are, uh, they're, they're just growing. Yeah. I mean, if the world continues on. <laughs> they'll they'll take you on could, a pretty good have, land you mass. You could have yeah. a whole another continent, you know, forming. So I mean, that's just and and you kind of think of it from that standpoint. And like, if California does fall into the ocean, you know, it's just interesting to think that if the world continues on another thousand, two thousand years or whatever, what the landscape would be like, you know. Yeah. But no one would ever know it was this huge difference outside of record keeping because it's yeah. just it's going to happen, you know, like a frog in water gradually. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Pretty neat. 
Yeah. Josh's little Mr. Wizard science there tip. Yeah, man. A few Jeopardy <laughs> questions there for you. Yeah. Sounds like Josh had a little bit of free time this week. <laughs> <laughs> that is no lie. My daughter got strep, so I was at oh, home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was working at home. And so I'm glad to know that you went down some rabbit holes, though, that were a little bit more educational. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And that you're not trying to tell me that there's some kind of a mathematic equation that, uh, is truth i don't know you you had a weird one that some kind of an equation about something that was yeah. really far left field that was the hot episode that didn't get recorded remember that episode yeah that was a we had a good episode so we did an episode in josh's garage <laughs> in the early days and summer it was summer we were sweating through our shirts it it was it was absolutely horrible dude it was one of those ones where like but josh was making some claims that I just could not get on board with. So I'm just calling him out left and right to the point that I'm just dying laughing at the ridiculousness he's spewing, but he's over there just swearing it's the truth because he read it on a clickbait ad somewhere. Right. Dude, it was so hot. It was it was it was hot where like beads of sweat were dripping off you, the tip of our nose. As yeah. you talk, like sweat sweat's blowing off your out. lips. Yeah. That's how hot it was. It was so miserably hot. And then at the end, it turned out that we didn't get it recorded. It was just practice. <laughs> yeah. Which is unfortunate. Cause so we refer to that as the hot episode. Uh, the mysterious hot episode that no one will ever get to hear. Yeah. And uh, it might be our best episode ever. Yeah, it was you're great. You're probably right. It was great. I no, mean, you're, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was... I. I I felt like we turned a corner with that episode. Oh, I mean, you know, me, and because, you, me and you went at it because we were just on totally opposite ends on yeah. this. Well, yeah. we were also comfortable with each other. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is you you listen to a lot of the first episodes, especially with Mike and us. Yeah. And there, there's just, you can tell us that kind of, where can I go with this group of people type thing? Yeah. And and I felt like that one, we turned a corner. Because, I mean, the thing is, is, is I do say ridiculous stuff sometimes to start arguments and, and uh you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I I'm, I'm I'm obviously an instigator. Uh, I think most people so, would agree with that. Yeah. So I I, I tend to try. And That's instigate. why you never got in trouble growing up. <laughs> you always like to claim you were such an uh, angel. But so I try and instigate stuff and. Uh, and I think that's the episode where you finally were like, "I've had enough." <laughs> <laughs> I, I see what you're doing. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna counter this this instigation, which is you know what needs to happen yeah obviously <laughs> but hey what do you think of uh you were on the text message uh cory brie larson joining the uh star wars world the whole world the the star yeah. wars world what, yeah. what do i universe. think about it yeah um he, here's the thing she's well known she she actually i think she won an academy award or an oscar for like one role but it was like a role where it's a movie called Room. Yeah, not not to be confused with the Room, the cinematic cult classic. Yeah, I think she's one of those people where Tommy Wiseau in or Wiseau, whatever his name is. So yeah, no, uh, yeah, Tommy Wiseau or whatever. yeah, Wiseau. That's if you, if you haven't seen that one, you need yeah, to watch it. Highly <laughs> recommend. It. It's terrible. I think you can it's find a, the whole thing on YouTube. No. I think she can only play herself. She's like Michael B. Jordan. She's very like she's monotone. She doesn't have a whole lot of like dynamic range to where she can like I don't know really. Oh, uh, so yeah. she's a terrible actress. Yeah, yeah. Because like her is like Captain Marvel. It's just oh. like it's almost like Brie Larson in a costume. Is kind of how I look at 20 it. Twenty minutes into Captain Marvel, I fell asleep. Well, now I, it's horrible. I didn't, what I didn't what really else has she it. done? 
I think maybe she's the sample it. size for me is is, is stuff. she's not. I think, it, but I think it's mostly on the indie side, like their smaller yeah. films. Because here's what I remember her from: she was uh, obviously from Room, and then Captain Marvel. But uh, she was in handful of episodes, or maybe just one or two episodes of um, Community. Yeah, Community. She was that, Abed's girlfriend. She right? was. Uh, yeah. She was in that Bob Saget movie. Uh, and and show. the thing was, was she uh, raising dad? She's. She's she comes off as like oh she's kind of a cool chick you know she's like she's really cool you know and she's got this she's got a sense of humor you know and that's how she comes off and I kind of thought that was why people like were drawn to her and wanted her in these roles because they're like oh well she's cool um, but then in Captain Marvel it yeah it it kind of came off like it was more contrived trying to be cool yeah um, her in game performance but you know was... that that could have been that could have been as much Captain Marvel as her. I, like I said, the sample uh, size. No, dude, that's dude, that, her. That, that that's that's her, her. That's her acting. That's her range. Listen, she, man, she's like Michael B. Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Where they they always have the exact same voice, regardless of the situation, the scene. Here's the thing, whatever's man. going on, it's any, just unimpressive. In Endgame, she was put in the room with guys like Robert Downey Jr., who's, mm-hmm. a, who's a great phenomenal actor. actor. Um, uh, Bruce Jenner, who who played not Bruce Jenner, uh, Bruce Banner. <laughs> Ooh. Totally different. <laughs> they both they change into different things, dude. Which I think he's a terrible actor too. Ripito, but he but he's Ruffalo. 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 Yeah, Mark Ruffalo. He's he, but he's he's better. Um I think Chris Evans is a terrible actor, but he's better me. than her though. Yeah. Well he's actually been in some decent Scarlet movies. Scarlet Johansson's a great actress. Mm, uh, she's I pretty think, good. I think Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow's a very good actress. Yeah, she's okay. Um I do think that dude who plays Tony Stark's uh Kind of right John Favreau. John Favreau is, is hilarious. He's, he's a good, good actor. He's Dude, pretty. If you have, if you haven't seen the movie Chef, you need to watch it. I think it's great. I Chef think, is great. I think Tom Holland is a great actor. He's a phenomenal actor. Um, I think. I even think. Uh, what's his name? The dude who played uh, Ant Man. Uh, Paul Paul Rudd. Rudd. Paul Rudd. He's a good actor. Yeah, he's he, a you know he's what a comedian. I mean. And so, so my point is, is, is in game you put her with. You know, plus the guy who I think plays Vision is a great actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you put him in in, in the in, in you essentially put her in the room, and then what's his name? Brolin's a great actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you put her in 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 a movie with all these people, and it exposes her. Yeah. So I don't know if if Star Wars is going to have the acting chops that. Uh, I mean, I, I'm assuming. What it are would. they doing with her? I, you haven't. Oh, I'm no, su- I'm sure she'll be now. the next know. feminazi who tells the male pilot he's an idiot and then <laughs> does stupid stuff to get a bunch of people killed well, and they still try to portray her as a yeah, heroine. They're, they're, they're fan theories. That, a lot of people think Bree's going to go You know the inconsistency to, uh, of, of that whole... Uh, is it Holdo? How, the the purple, purple, uh, purple-haired idiot in the yeah. last one. Here's what, here's what was kind of... You remember in uh, Last Jedi, this was, this was one of my biggest inconsistencies with, uh, with what they were what they were doing with it was so yeah like they they did with the uh with poe you know they said that you know like well you know we don't need to give him all this information you know basically and like you're just a hothead pilot you know you're you're just a pilot you need to know your role basically yeah you need to know your role and you need to you need to stay here and let the big people talk um and then and then she she does all this and then she has this heroic moment where she sacrifices herself for everybody else so they can get away and then when uh Finn has the opportunity to do the same thing. The girl knocks him off track yeah. and tells him how that's stupid. Yeah. Well, it, and it's how that and how that's just that's just stupid macho male, you know, heroics. That's yeah. pointless. And it's like, well, why was it okay when she did it? Yeah. 
you know like, it's inconsistent so yeah, yeah no I, it's it, i hate i hate that movie with a passion i try to watch it again and i i shut it off it was so bad I, I can't do force awakens either unfortunately yeah, For, force awakens is is better it's for, it's different uh, it's, it's different it's pure wrong, fan service yeah. that one you know it, but it's wrong much. for different reasons yeah. don't want to get into we dissected it too much last week no Last week, Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. But, well, it looked, but we will. I will say this though: they do think one of two things is going to happen. They think Bree's character is going to go dark side, and uh, not Bree, the other one, Ray. Ray is going to go dark side, and Bree's going to come in, and she's going to be the chosen no, one. No, that won't happen. Or they think that it's going to be uh, Bree's going to be oh, Ray's uh, Han Solo. Yeah. Type. Well, here's the problem with everything. Star Wars is about. A guy. We call him Darth Vader. People who don't know anything about Star Wars, you know, might know him as Anakin. But, I mean, it's... You think they know him as Anakin over Darth Vader? If they watched 1, 2, and 3 and know nothing about 4, 5, and 6, they know him How more as Anakin. How would you do that? The young people have like don't like the older ones. Uh. Young people like the, the newer ones. So, anyways, but long story short, it, it's it's about Darth Vader, man. The whole the whole thing is about Darth Vader. It's not about Luke. It's not about Leia. It's not about any of these people. It's about Darth Vader, man. It, the whole the whole thing is a setup to bring, you know, because look at the culmination. What's the end result? It's Darth Vader comes back to the side of good. Can we just be honest and admit that Star Wars only has two good movies: Empire Strikes Back and Rogue One. Mm. The those, rest of them are absolute crap. Those those are the two. They're guys. absolute crap. Are, it is the worst series. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's worse than the Fast and Furious franchise. Because <laughs> <laughs> here's now, and I'm, I'm a, listen. I'm a, I'm a I, I love where this is going. I'm 100 percent serious. At least I can go and watch that movie. I know it's going to be terrible, but I know I'm going to be entertained. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and I've never gotten emotional. Never gotten emotional over a Star Wars film. Yeah. But uh, you know the old uh, driving two separate directions with Paul Walker and Vin Diesel got me got me going a little got bit. Got you going a little bit. Well, yeah. I like the fact that Fast and Furious franchises embrace the fact that they are it, completely it, it knows what it is. Exactly. It knows what it is. Yeah. Star Wars still thinks it is a phenomenal franchise of great films, and they have this awesome yeah. catalog. I, no, I feel like they have Rogue One and Empire Strikes. I Back. feel like Star Wars thinks they are a philosophical. I, answer to the questions a lot of people are asking. No, I I like um yeah, calling it the light and the dark is really yeah. deep. I, I like <laughs> I like um I like a new hope. It's I think it's a good uh it's a good intro movie and it has a uh, has a has good action and a good ending. Um, so I liked it. I did. Empire is obviously fantastic. It it's just action from the get go, all the way through, and then Return of the Jedi could have been a twenty to thirty minute movie. Um, yeah, because there was just they just did too much. Well, but little kids loved Return of the Jedi. Little kids, well, you had to dress midgets up like teddy bears there. For yeah, like an hour and I a half. mean it. It you know they did a they did a lot more kind of kind of goofy stuff. Um, but then Rogue One came and is just phenomenal. If, every movie should be just as good as Rogue One, and I think I feel like they have the characters, the story, yeah. the conflict, the protagonist, the antagonist. They have it's all there. Oh yeah. But here's the thing: George Lucas sucks. He's a yeah. horrible director. Have you seen Red Tails? That's <laughs> that's George Lucas when he gets to do his own thing. Yeah. That's George Lucas at his best. Yeah. Because if you've ever watched, uh, I watched a thing on YouTube. I think I've talked about it on here before. It was it's like a show called like Saved in the Edit. Yeah. And if you look at the original edit of Star Wars, what it was going to be, there never would have been a second one. 
because yeah. it was so bad. But they yeah. cut it so well that it actually formed some type of a story yeah. that was capable of being a motion picture. Oh, yeah. I think George Lucas is a is a lucky moron. Yeah. You know, editing is huge. Well, he's... One thing he's not dumb about is he knows how to Marketing. make money off of everything, <laughs> Mark, man. Toys. Uh, dude, dude. Toys, uh, cards, dude, comics, dude, books. Dude, trademark the word droid, and it's paying off. Yeah. Uh, he, I mean, yeah, he... You know, they said um, getting a toy line was so crazy because of how much he wanted to, you know, have control and, and make money off of it. So, you know, when they finally did make their toy line, I mean, he has made so much money off of Star Wars. I mean, he is, I don't know if there's a dollar to be made on Star Wars that he could have made that he didn't make. Yeah. I mean, he made every dollar he could off of it that could go to him and could filter to him. He, I think he got every single yeah. one. Of I, I, I think special effects saved saved his career. Yeah, because those special effects were groundbreaking at the time. Yeah, I, I think he gets credit for being good at everything when he's actually just really good at a few things. Yeah, so I, I would agree with you on he, that. He brought, I think he brought in the right people at the right Cause, time because he's he's there's some stuff he's garbage at. That's Dude, a lot of people just Red know. Tails. Just watch Red Tails. Mm. Yeah, that that's George Lucas. Hey, okay. can we talk Mr. Bisky a little bit? So I was I was at a point. I was looking at that. I was at a point in I think I think in last week's game where I had Why are you mad at him? I had a lot of ill feelings towards Mitchell Trubisky. Well, because I'm a Steelers fan, but man, I root for the Bears. I pull for the Bears. Yeah. I like to see the Bears and the Packers do good. And when they play each other, I tend to lean Bears. So anyways, I have an investment in this. I've got David Montgomery. That that's a little bit of it. Yeah, the part but, of it's but his the thing fault. is, but the thing is, is watching that game. Do you not get angry at football when you see it being played wrong? The offensive line is terrible. You see, and you're pointing the finger in the wrong direction, though. I disagree. No, the problem is, and and I was mad at Mitch Trubisky because of how bad he was screwing it up. But then, as I watched the end of that game, and as I I've had time to process it, I'm not as mad at Mitch Trubisky. He's an okay quarterback. He does. He's he, a good quarterback, and I think. I think I'm gonna say he's an okay quarterback because his accuracy is terrible. He's he's basically like dude. He's being like he's got the ac he's got the accuracy of Cam Newton, but his athletic ability is about at 25 percent. His of accuracy Cam Newton. is like Cam Newton because he's getting. I mean, he has no, to throw the ball fast dude, every time. I'm telling you, if if you did the trash can drill, Mitch Trubisky, you'd be there all day waiting on him to sink one in no, the trash can. I disagree. Well, Dude broke all types of records at North Carolina. I'm telling you, man, this is not just something I'm saying. I've been reading about the guy, and accuracy is his issue. Dude. This is not something I came up with. This is what the experts are saying about Listen, this cat. And it's not just one expert. It's all the experts saying. He's three saying. years in the league. He's fine. Okay, fine. He's, he's, Fix that offensive He's Baker line. Mayfield 2.0. So, I take him over Mayfield. Well, you would because you hate OU. But what I'm getting at is I'm not as mad at Mr. Trubisky. He's okay quarterback. He he'd be a he'd be the best backup you could hope for. Would you? Would you? And, okay. And he's a, he's a serviceable starter. But what I'm getting at is the problem with the Bears. I have found where my arrow is pointed, Nagy. and I'm ready to pull back and release on Nagy. I hate that guy, man. Not his, him personally because you shouldn't hate he? people. I'm saying, as the head coach, I believe. They made a bad choice. I believe that he, he came in because everybody thought that he was one of these young offensive geniuses that was going to do like a Sean McVay or uh, what's, the, what's the dude whose dad coached in Atlanta and he was with him in Atlanta and he's in San Francisco now. Um, I don't know why I'm blanking on him. Shanahan. Shanahan. 
They thought he was going to be like one of these young guys that's going to come in and it's going to take offense into the future. Um, and I think that's not the case. I think he comes out there with a game plan. It, it's just like he's just he just got all these ideas, but he doesn't know how to put it into he – is, is he offense? I think I he's he, got a ton of ideas, but no vision is, is what he, I'm getting was at. Was he offense, though? Yeah. I thought he was the D coordinator, and that's, a, that's how he, he got He was the, the Kansas coach. City Chiefs offensive coordinator, right? Am I am I backwards on this? I could be backwards. Fact check me. I don't want to get our listeners on my side and then be wrong. Ding ding ding. <laughs> Wait, do, do I need to fact check? Something? I think so. I got my computer. Up. What? Yeah. what do I need to fact check? I'm, I'm doing it now. Look up Matt Nagy. N a g y. Matt what? Nagy. N a g y. And uh, see what he was before he was the head coach of the Chicago Bears. I thought he was offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs. Am I wrong? I could be wrong. I'm wrong all the time. Uh, former coach of the – oh, former American football coach and former arena football quarterback who is currently the head coach of the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't say who, who he was with before. Let me see. Yeah, look at, look at early career. It uh, should be down. Assistant in, coach for the Eagles. Okay, here we go. Various offensive – yeah, uh, he was offensive positions. coordinator. Okay. Kansas right. City Chiefs. So and they see, brought him in as a head coach. They brought him in as a head coach, and I think what it was is he does have a mind for creating offensive plays, but in the end it was Andy Reid having the vision of how to win football games. Hey, you know, you know, you know, in all in my opinion. But anyways, I think the offense he's trying to run is too convoluted for the team that he's got. Well, you need and it's a, not translating to W's. Yeah, you need a good offensive line. You need to you need to run the Cause, plays. Because they can't run the ball. You need to know who you are and what you can do. They can't run the ball at all. They can. They just not they're no, not they doing don't it have the, the right offensive way. line. And I think they're little their offensive okay. I think their running backs aren't that good. Here's what I'm gonna explain to you a little bit that I think <laughs> is right and where you're wrong. You're gonna get learned up. Yeah. An offensive line, you played a lot of football and you know that there's a lot of different types of blocking. Mm-hmm. And depending on the quarterback, how you hold the block, how long you have to hold the block, the type of blockers that are good. Let's say that you've got a quarterback that has a quick release, so he gets rid of the ball quick, and you also like to run and you like to use the play action. So you're going to get some smaller guards that have good footwork, right? For play action. But if you've got a Ben Roethlisberger who is going to stand back there for hours, you're going to get big linemen who can stand up and create a wall. Mm-hmm. They might not be as mobile, but their deal is to create a wall. So, I mean, you have to build your line around what you are. You know, Washington Redskins had trouble getting their offense going, but it was because Robert Griffin was back there making it impossible to block for him. It didn't matter how good of a blocker you were. You couldn't block for this cat. Someone was going to get through and get to him because of what he was doing back there. Same thing with what they're trying to do with Mitch Trubisky. You know, they're trying to run this hurry-up offense, but he just doesn't have the accuracy to do it, and they don't. And the way that when yeah. they do run the ball, they run the ball in the dumbest ways possible. Yeah, but they're like missing. if they're going to run a draw play, they put Corderell Patterson in there, who's the second leading rusher on the team, by the way. Because they don't know how to use anybody. If they would use David mm. Montgomery the right way, he would be a lot better. Well, here's, off. here's what I'm going to say: They're in film many more hours than we are, so they probably have a better idea what their guys can and can't do. I hundred percent believe you're wrong. I believe that they have the same problems that the Rams have with Jeff Fisher. They need a new coach. The team's fine. I disagree. I think that offensive line we'll has see. got we'll to see. go. We'll and see. They have no talent. Same thing with Green Bay last year. They have no talent at Green, Green Bay. Has, Green Bay has some struggles, but they're they're leaps and bounds better this year than they were last year because they changed coaches. Well, you got to have a coach that's not going to come in there they and be also, an idiot. They also upgraded their offensive line too. 
Their offensive line is trash, and you comment their on it being trash line all the is time. It's trash, but it's getting better. And they as it gets better, as it gets better, they couldn't run the ball this week at I know all their 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 offensive line is and trash, they have a good running which back. is why they and Aaron Rodgers, which is why they lost to the Eagles. Yeah. So, uh, so you just argued with yourself because you no, said they upgraded the their line. On, but they have, and that's why they're doing better. And it's still trash. <laughs> they're doing better because they change coaches, no, man. Their I offensive disagree. line. Dude, coaches in is the NFL are nothing horrible. But but game managers. Then that's why do are. teams make a complete turnaround when they get the right coach? Because Jeff Fisher is that terrible. Okay. Well, Matt Nagy is that terrible. He's, the, he's only been there, what, two years? Three years? He's been there three years. 17. 18, 9. No, he's, this is his second year. He's terrible. He's two years in. Man, he's terrible. See, everyone thinks they're going to do what the Rams guy did. I think they believed they were going to do that. Yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying. That dude, that kid, that kid at the Rams yeah. is a once-in-a-lifetime coach. I'm just saying, dude, the Bears are not as bad I will say this. as they're playing right now. I and they're playing this. that bad because their offense can't move the ball. And their I, offense can't move the ball because their offense looks stupid. This is how I – yeah, they have no offensive line. That's not the reason. It's the limits coach. limits everything. Watch no, more games. I will. Watch more games. But I'm telling you'll you agree right with now, me. the you offensive line – You won't say it, line, but you'll agree with me in the your heart. The offensive line is terrible. <laughs> he can't run the ball. The bottom line is he cannot run the ball. And if with your defense, with a defense – like he has in Chicago, you got to run the ball. Oh, yeah. You have to. And he doesn't have the offensive line to do so. And, and, and hey, with a quarterback like Mitch Trubisky, you need to run the ball. Yeah. You can't. No, his is definitely a play action. You can't, you and, can't and live and die by first. the five-yard pass, man. Well, and that's, that's, and that's he what has. he's successful on. That's is all he has. They're running a two-minute drill as an offense. You have to. The offensive line can't hold anyone. They can't pick up a blitz. They can't hold anyone. They can't establish a run game. That's that simple. The offensive line is where it's at. Now, is Nagy a bad coach because he can't develop his offense around his weakness? Possibly. Maybe he's got one. And, and, and we, we the, kind of the, make the, the reason that their line looks so terrible is because every team can stack the box on them. Because they know they're just running two-minute drill. They're running every offensive play – like they're on the goal line, even when they're on the ten, on their ten yard line. So I mean, they're if, running every if, offensive if, play like the goal line. Yeah, they're running their two minute drill. Their offensive line is terrible. No, because they can't throw it deep. Because their offensive and because they don't terrible. choose to set up the play action by running the football. Because Nagy you, keeps trying to run these little. Because your offensive line is terrible. It's because he's trying to run a you hurry up because he thinks he honestly thinks terrible. he honestly thinks that that's the better way to do it. I'm telling you, he is an offensive moron. I'm. Possibly, but he has no offensive line. I think you would see the offensive line is a little bit better than you're giving them credit for. Mm, no, when they it's force there, when they force defense dude, to I've not been key in on it. Offensive line has been terrible for years. When y'all were t when y'all were saying, "Oh, they got Alvin Mack and their defense is going to be stout." Yada yada. It's Khalil Mack, man. Whatever. <laughs> Alvin Mack. You know what Alvin Mack is, right? <laughs> I don't think the, I movie, the movie, the program. Oh, <laughs> that middle linebacker that Khalil Mack reminds me of. Yeah. <laughs> that's her. <laughs> Honest mistake. But yeah. the point being, you all were like, they're a playoff team. I'm he like, was the dude that had the family, right? Was he the one that had the family? And he was like, this isn't just a game for me. And then he gets hurt. Was, he's the one who gave his mom a door knocker or something by your house. Yeah. When I, when I get drafted. Yeah. And he broke his leg. Yeah. Pulling guard. Yeah. And he's stupid. 
Yeah. You know. Oh, he wasn't. He wasn't illiterate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they yeah. tutored him. Who, yeah. who, you know, who fought the Trojan War? He's like Michigan, Ohio State. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, anyway. But the point being is, is y'all were saying that they got Khalil Mack. Defense is stout. Their defense is probably the best in the league. Yeah. And they're, they're, they were out in the first round. Yeah. I said they're off. And I said, dude, their offensive line is terrible. Yeah. You also said Trubisky was terrible was part of your argument. That was. And then, then I saw him play a little bit last year and he made the Pro Bowl through for 3,000 yards. Yeah. And, and I think if you keep watching them, you're going to change your mind again. You're okay. going to realize this is more coach oriented than it is anything I think this else. Is more offensive line oriented. It's going to, you're going to be like, this doesn't make sense why they are doing what they're doing. I feel, I feel the Bears are a couple of offensive linemen away from being a legitimate Super Bowl yeah, contender. And, and I think they're a coach away. Possibly. I think they're a coach away from getting in the playoffs. I do. I agree with you because I believe the offensive line is one of the most important things on the field. If I'm a, if I'm a GM, though, of the Bears, I'm starting with the offensive line first. And then if I get this dude legitimate talent at the offensive line and he's still not producing, then it's the coach. Yeah. But I think you start at the offensive line. I don't think yeah, you can say there. It's just going to suck having to go through that process when I can tell you right now that he's a terrible coach. I mean, the, But the hard thing is is finding a good coach. It's not like there's just a ton of them out there. Yeah, but, but I mean, you gotta you gotta go for the guy. I mean, like look at Kansas City. Andy Reid was terrible, and, and in Philly, people hated him. When I say he was terrible, that's the thought people thought. Yeah. He was a terrible coach, whatever. It's not Andy Reid. Yeah, it's just you know, you, really the biggest thing is the GM. Yeah, you know, it has a lot to do with it. I mean, because I'm 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 suffering through Steve Kime right now, who's got to be the biggest moron I've ever seen. Yeah, I think the Jets have a better GM than than Arizona does right now. Yeah. Uh, I think the whole quarterback debacle uh, is part yeah. of it. I think the fact that, you know, again, the head coach. Well, and, you know, as a Steelers fan, you know, I feel like that's one thing we've always had is, is good management. Now, you know, a lot of people talk would point to the um, the turnover in talent being why we're struggling right now. You know, the killer bees are that's gone and all that stuff. If you look back, because the Steelers are such a good program, we have a big turnover in coaches. Other yeah. than Mike Tomlin – well, we we've had a huge turnover in coaches. I'll tell you what hurts you guys is Shazier getting hurt, and that is that is that's, big. That's the your defense thing. was built around his talent. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the and he's a, he's a great he was a great player. And we've been trying to replace that. Yeah. ever since. No, you can't. Um, you can't. That that's y'all's biggest thing. I think if he stays healthy and y'all are able to build the defense around him, you probably you might be. No, because I, I think your offensive line's a lot better. You might be in the same same scenario the Bears are in, where they don't have a lot of skill position talent. Yeah, but I still think you'd be able to to do something. Yeah, I think we've got enough talent. We just got to keep the scores a little bit lower. Yeah. Anyway, so. we got a few minutes left. I got a I got a question. Yeah. yeah. What is the uh, craziest gym injury that you've ever seen or heard about? Because we have a guy that's on light duty right now at work that has torn a peck. Ah. And and and. I, <sighs> To me, it's... Did he, did he tear a peck or did he... Because there's a... there's a. I hate... I mean, for lack of a better term, there's like a, a sausage casing around your peck that kind of keeps it where it is. It's like... It, like it's in, And that... A lot of people tear that and they think it's a peck tear. Well, he's... I mean, he's going into surgery like next week. Yeah, you know. Okay, so his, his so whole He tore thing, the muscle. Yeah, yeah so uh, essentially how he described it is he was doing 315... Like for reps, that's and, it. Yeah, he, well, he was doing. Uh, he was. Wait, wait, wait. He hurt himself doing three fifteen. Uh, well, I think he was that's, on. Don't, uh, don't talk trash. I can't squat three fifteen. I, <laughs> no, I think he said he was going. He was going for his third set of ten. 
This guy's this, <laughs> three fifteen. No, shut up. <laughs> this, he's a big dude. He's not. He's not quite as big as you, Josh, but he's a big dude. And uh, he's he said he was going for ten, and he said he just felt like everything shredded, yeah. like oh. across his chest. Dude, it pops. And I guess what they're gonna have to do is they're gonna have to go in and take everything and essentially like screw it back in up yeah. here. Oh. But I I think he said it tore from the middle and from his arm, maybe. So mm. like that's terrible. Yeah. So dude. I've never heard of anybody, you know. He just had like a ball of muscle hanging there. Like no, he said, he said essentially like he took his shirt off because it hurt so bad. And like it was just, he said it was almost like it just like was like balled up and yeah. huge, red and swollen. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, like a boob. I was like, oh, you popped a booby. Like, <laughs> oh, dude, it just. They, it, no, that, yeah. Torrent. Uh, here's the thing, man. Is is a torn peck is, I mean, those are big muscles. Yeah. You look at quads, hammies. I mean, yeah. so when, glutes glutes the biggest muscle in your body but when you tear something like that to that degree that's a that's a painful injury and, yeah and he's not gonna hope you enjoyed yeah 315 <laughs> shut <laughs> up he's not getting there again yeah and that's what no, I, yeah. I, that's what some other people are I'm talking jo- about i'm joking but but the point being is he's yeah he's he's not gonna be able to bench like that ever again yeah that's i've actually in all reality i've actually cut back because you you said you started to hurt whenever you were going for five hundred, right? Yeah, if I got to four ninety, but that was more joints and everything. Yeah, um, which is a little disappointing. Four ninety is the most I've ever gotten. Mm-hmm. It'd be yeah. nice to hit that five mark. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I was going for. I got five hundred off my chest, but I don't do anything more than three fifteen now. Yeah, um, I'm I'm probably in the four four oh five to four twenty five range if I really wanted to. To sit down and do a one rep max, but um, my workout is and in, in, in I do twenty reps at one thirty five, which is very low, and that's more of a warm up. But then I do one eighty five for three uh, for fifteen, one or two twenty five for twelve, two seventy five for ten. Uh, You're doing a lot of bench, and then I do three fifteen. That's a lot of reps, man. Yeah, of anything. Bench, yeah, bench, bench. Uh, I basically do all that, and then I do a bunch of supplemental stuff after that. Yeah, but I probably spend about thirty to forty minutes on the bench just doing that. And I'll do, like I said, I'll do I'll do five sets of ten. Um, typically, I'll do two seventy five, two sets of ten. I'll do three fifteen. Uh, for three sets to ten, if I feel good, uh, and I kind of gauge it there. Uh, for that reason, yeah, you know, so once one some nights, if I'm if I'm feeling weak, I'll just do three fifteen for one set of ten, and then go back down to two seventy five, do two more sets of ten, and and then pyramid down and kind of cool down. Uh, but if I'm feeling it that day, it's it's three sets of ten. Um, but typically, what happens is when you get into that that uh, higher range of or higher um, muscle group or higher weight, mm-hmm. it, it starts to tear stuff. Yeah. Interesting fact, though. Uh, scientific studies have been shown to that um, that low rep, that higher reps, lower weight is just as beneficial as low reps, uh, high weight. Yeah. So, for example, if if one, if the equivalency to one rep at four hundred five is say three fifteen ten times, you're going to build muscle just as much doing three sets of ten at three fifteen or a set of ten at three fifteen as one set of one at four hundred five. Yeah, dang, that's no. easy. I know just do one set. That's, well, I noticed. Yeah, but that, I'm done at the gym. But that's where you get hurt. Yeah, you know, that's where you start tearing stuff. And so, uh, yeah. Well, I started noticing like size in my chest whenever we started doing a workout. We did it for the better part of a year where we did ten sets of ten. Mm-hmm. So you're getting a hundred yeah. reps in in your workout, and 
you want to pick a weight where you feel like you're about to start failing, like in the 70 range when you start getting up into those reps. Mm-hmm. And then once you get your 100, you know, without failing, then you, you go up 10 more pounds. Yeah. yeah. And I got up to – I finished out at 175 before we switched our work up again where I could do 175 100 times. That's pretty bad. And, that's, yeah. a, and good. That's, a good, that's a good safe way to do it um, is, is higher reps, lower weight. Yeah. Because uh, – um, even if you fail, you're not dropping two well, seventy five on your you chest. Well, but the other thing too is 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 uh, you're, you're tearing you 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 essentially are tearing your muscle down. Yeah. When you lift weights, uh, and so the idea behind doing higher reps, lower weight, is you're tearing it down layer by layer. Whereas in, I don't know this guy's bench history, but. 315 <laughs> no. uh, but 315 is is probably on his higher end you know if he's doing it for set to 10 you know it's probably on his higher end man i have a feeling this guy's probably close to 400 yeah yeah i mean he's huge he's yeah. a huge dude so but the point being is, is is when you get up into that higher weight uh classification you're tearing the muscle down more so and you're just putting more strain on it yeah, yeah. it's hard what I is mean, it it's uh atrophy yeah, the the long well, the longer you exercise, you know, you know what he probably wasn't doing either is he's probably doing a ton of bench, like he probably wasn't. He's got some massive packs. So I don't that's know. That's all I'm saying. There, there's probably there, there probably not a lot of time for recovery. And if his and and I would I mean I don't know obviously, but I would say if his pec tore like that, he was probably having some issues with it anyway. Yeah, he was yeah. feeling something whether yeah. he admits it or not, which yeah. is is something you have to also take in. I've torn a bicep. Uh, uh, Tearing a muscle does seem like it would be the worst injury. Well, actually, I tore it up here. Where there are two types of bicep tears. If you tear it down by the elbow, they say that's terrible. Yeah, that's a bad one. But if you tear it up by the shoulder, there are guys who actually try and tear it because it it adds a little crease there, so it kind of adds to more definition of the bicep. It looks cooler, and it does. And I was out for a, I mean, I was out for a week without curling. I could still lift. I just couldn't do anything that that involved you know the bicep heavy. Yeah, and. I mean, it was fine. Yeah. So. And I've gotten better about working around, like, it, it, like I, I had a bunch of pain last year, like, in my elbow area, like, around yeah. here. So whenever I was doing pull-ups, like, it would just, it would hurt like crazy. So I would just, I'd have to go find something else to do until, you know, now I don't feel it at all. Yeah. It finally worked itself out. I don't even, I don't know what it is or what caused it. It was probably whenever I finally started getting up into slightly higher weights, just joint pain like crazy. Yeah. I mean, the big thing about weightlifting is you, you really have to check the ego. Yeah. I mean, if he, like I said, that guy was probably – when I tore my bicep, I knew it was going to tear. I was having issues with it before. Yeah. Uh, so it didn't surprise me that it tore. Um, but, uh, you know, in his case, he probably had the, you know and, – and, but it's hard. It's hard to cut down the weight and, and increase the reps because – You have a goal. Well, you have you have people in there that are looking at you and – and, yeah. and all that and, and so there's you, you have to kind of just look at it from the standpoint of know your body's limitations and yeah and all that and it always sucks when you're super close to like whatever goal you're trying oh, to yeah. get so yeah. you always want to try you always want to try one more time and it's like yeah. like i i've been uh i'm stuck at 285 like i got 275 i think i got 275 twice like two weeks ago but for some reason that mental barrier of like 285 i can't do right now <laughs> i don't know why but yeah and it does feel like it's mental at some yeah. point because you think, man, but, I know. I can but it's like you go for it and you fail, and then you're like, oh, I'll, I'll take five minutes and I'll go for it again. It's like, no, once you're that deep into you the workout, that, you're not yeah. coming back from you, it. You're, yeah, you're yeah, done. You need rest. Best thing you do is probably step away from the bench for two weeks. Yeah. Just go to dumbbells or, or have a deal. I actually, I, I prefer the free weights over over the straight bar 
just doing yeah. dumbbells. It, I, feel, uh, I feel like you can concentrate on your muscles a little bit better with them, but at the same time, there's yeah. there's something about just pressing that bench off of you. You know, you just feel like it's yeah. it's doing what you want it. Well, to it's do. probably. <laughs> I don't know. You may disagree, Josh, but I feel like it's a it's a truer test of where your strength's at, yeah. like on both sides simultaneously. Because your weaker side's always going to get help from your stronger side if you're using a bar, because that that weight's being oh, spread that, out across. That happens with that. that that's, I mean, it's isolation, but that happens with with dumbbells as well. If yeah. You, if you're pushing them simultaneously, your other side's going to relay it, even though they're they're separate weights. Yeah. What what I do. Uh, in my and this is after bench, so it's a little lower weight. But I actually do on the incline. I'll push the the dumb. I'll do dumbbell incline, but I'll do I'll hold one arm up and do one arm at a time. Yeah, that's what Does we that do. Makes sense. Yeah, and so that that's more of an and that's part that's part of the reason for it. You hold both arms up. Then as you're doing this, this one can't help as much because it's got its own stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're doing them both at the same time, it does you know counter. Yeah, we normally do like ten, ten, and then five together, maybe something like that yeah that that's about that's probably a good way to do it yeah, yeah. but that uh that's an iron five that's, bud. that's a that's a pretty uh that's a pretty nasty injury i'm telling you man pec injuries are gnarly yeah it's a, yeah. like he, tearing a muscle sounds like the worst injury yeah. <laughs> i'd rather uh, break a bone i think yeah our captain kind of dimed him out line up and he was like oh if, if you're embarrassed you don't have to tell us a story you know but you know <laughs> t- t- tell everybody about how you popped your boobie you know and <laughs> he, he tells a story and you know everybody's <laughs> And you can't you can't get hurt and be a report taker without getting ragged on. Like whenever I whenever yeah. I lost my eyesight for the better part of a year, like <laughs> they they brought me big glasses like Stevie Ray glasses and uh, and uh, like a walking cane, like the, the blind people walking cane. Yeah. Well, uh, he he's sitting there describing the injury. He's like, yeah. He's like, you can't really tell, but you know, it got like it's really swollen. And I was yeah. like, yeah, man, I can't tell with your shirt on. Let's see it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just everybody just kind of ragging. Did he admit on to three fifteen? Yeah, no, he said that was that was Dude, what he was I would have added at least another plate. If <laughs> but here, but here's the thing. I mean, he's working. He's <laughs> working three fifteen for four seventy five. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's working three fifteen for for reps. Uh, you know that that's his workout weight. Josh like, does everything for the wrong reason. I'm probably, <laughs> I'm probably, I'm probably at least a year away from even three oh five. So I'm, I can't say anything. I'm a lifetime away from any of that weight. I remember those days when I was sixteen. <laughs> you could. You could give me the Captain America serum, and I probably still couldn't get yeah. those. No, nope. my concern right now is I'm I'm cutting weight and going for the six pack. Yeah. There you go. I just want to see if it exists. Get it. I don't. I think some people have them and some people don't. I'm just convinced <laughs> that I don't because I've never seen it. Like it's, even when I was skinny, I don't think I had it. So. Yeah, yeah. It, it is weird how um, you know some people when they when they start to work out and you know they get lean, you know it starts to show up, and then I'm kind of like you, even when I was lean i mean i'm a skinny guy so when i was working out i was really lean and i would do you know ab workouts if i flexed and and really got in the right position you could see that they were under there and everything yeah. but mine never bulked up and got big yeah. now they would they got i hard. think we are what you call skinny fat yeah, yeah. A lot, well a lot of it a lot of it's the size of the muscle me personally i just i have big muscles like they yeah. just they just they're just big person, those are big muscles you're like a you're like no, a 12 year old well my point is my point is, I have, I have, I have bigger muscles. Therefore, I can carry more body fat and still show some sort of physique. No, because, I, yeah, you know, we we had a buddy. He yeah. uh, he had, I mean, he had a pretty good little layer of, uh, you know, he wasn't a fat guy, but he had a pretty good layer on him. You know, he's just a bigger guy. Yeah. But he was like you're talking about. His muscles were so big, they pushed through, and he yeah. had he had definition on top of kind of that that layer, and his his abs looked like little baby fist. Yeah, and, and, that's, and, and that's even though thing. he wasn't the leanest guy, 
his abs, you could tell they were there because they were pushing through. They were so yeah, big. Yeah, and that's, and that's the thing. A lot of people are like, yeah, once you get down to 15, you should start seeing abs. That's not necessarily, that's, that's probably, you know, some people show abs at 20% body fat. Yeah. Healthy, healthy is, is I think, 24 below. Yeah. That's what they consider healthy. Uh, so some guys show at that 20, start to see the abs at the 20%, and then you yeah. really start seeing at 15, versus some guys you have to get it down to the, the single digits to see them just because the ab muscles aren't as as big so mm-hmm. that's all it is well i've dropped 14 of my 23 pound goal yeah. right. and i'm supposed to be there by october 23rd according to the app that i'm tracking it on yeah so we'll see yeah maybe that's why you're well, stuck at in, in the spirit of weight loss that, may, that really may be why you're stuck at 285 is because you're cutting down no i know yeah I, I feel weak i feel horrible when i go to the yeah. gym right now compared to whenever i was eating whatever i want but that's why i gave up the power lift and stuff it's, yeah. is is you can't have it all you yeah. know because if I'm if I was gonna go anywhere in powerlifting, I was gonna have to eat and, and move up to heavyweight yeah. so that I could. Dude, the guy there, there's a powerlifter at our gym, and he eats like a bag of gummy bears as he works out. Yeah, yeah my goodness. Dude, he just hand and then he goes and does well, his sets just to maintain, well, I guess, some type of yeah, energy. He wants, and carbs he wants to spike. He's trying to spike the insulin. Well, yeah. in, in the in the spirit of uh, in the spirit of cutting weight, before we get out of here, I would like to give a couple of shout outs. I'm not sure exactly where Chris McKnight is on his goals, but uh, he's been doing a really good job. But I heard recently from. Uh, our other buddy Chris Coon, he's dropped fifty pounds. Nice, Chris. And uh, yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to him because that's he's doing good. He's he's working the keto diet. Keto. Um, I've heard you talk about that a little bit, but uh, yeah, he's down fifty pounds. Yeah. So give that guy a high five. Tell him good job. Yeah, hey, uh, best diet uh, for you is the one you can stick to. Yeah, yep. I mean that's it, an all. Re- I mean in all reality, that's, it's the that's one you can stick to. Yep. So anyway, yeah, we saw we saw this guy. Uh, we see this guy. When we take our, our daughter to daycare, he's running. He's he's about as big as they were mm-hmm. uh, initially, and he's out running and and walking and and all that. And uh, I think that's the biggest hang up is I mean you got to start somewhere, yeah, dude. And and I would say starting by putting down drinks and maybe making it a point to walk. Boy, sugary yeah. drinks. Are well, the worst. and and for me, like the big thing was whenever I first started putting on a lot of weight, I was playing video games and drinking a lot of like Coke and stuff while I was yeah. doing it. And right. it, there's, I can't remember how much it is, but it, it's somewhere between like 40 and 50 grams of sugar in a can of Coke. Yeah. And you have people that drink six a day. Oh yeah. There, there's more, there's more. It's it. You're, you're better off eating a candy bar. For yeah. Every, they they, every they say if you drink a can of Coke a day, you, your body has to process like it's something stupid, like 50 pounds of sugar in a year, which obviously it can't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, you know, turning into fat. And then for me, the biggest thing, especially lately is like my diet isn't probably insanely healthy like some people, but I'm cooking at home. Yeah. So yeah. you're not getting the preservatives. You're not getting the sodium. You're not getting all the extra garbage. Yeah. And, all the and extra you gotta, sugars. You got to train to your body for certain yeah. things too. Uh, you know, some flavors, you don't realize that the reason you have to have them at those levels is because you give yourself so much of it. You know, you're sugar, addicted. Yeah. Sugar, sugar and salt and things like that. The less you give yourself of it, the less you need to notice it's there. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I mean, it, trying to quit cold turkey is terrible. Like, no, uh, there's uh, there's healthy alternatives right. to start with. Like, you know, go with go with your diet sodas, which right. aren't necessarily healthy. But but if you then com- you can go to the sugar free, the zero, and then you can go to water. But yeah. but if you commit, you do acclimate to your new diet, and after a yeah. while, you like it. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, like I, it's hard for me to eat sugar now. Yeah. Eat going to sugar. Oh yeah. 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 Sugar, sugar sugar gets now. I can't do fake sugars, but yeah, if you'll get off of sugar, it's not near as appealing. But the problem is, is all it takes is one binge and you're right back on them. I can go a year without drinking Cokes and then I'll mess around and like I started drafting a lot at work and I'm sitting in the office and I'll go in there and I'll get a can out of the fridge. Next thing I know, 
I've drank two cokes a day for probably the past two weeks because I've been working inside. I, it's like you got to you got to get yeah. back off of it. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Cut sugary drinks and then exercise wise, really just. I mean, yeah. I mean, but even then, if you want to start out exercise, just walk 10 minutes and, after you eat. And, and don't eat yeah. late and then sit down. After dinner, yeah. move. That's what I'm saying. Walk 10 minutes after every meal. Yep. And that's literally just walk five minutes down the road. Yeah. Your, your vapor goes off and go back, and yeah. that'll do a ton of good. And anyway, yep. that's episode 90. We're out. Yep.